Welcome to another episode of Thanks Divorce, where we discuss the lessons, the awakenings, and the gruesome beauty of going through a divorce. And I'm your host, Janine Bell. Hello, 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 and welcome back. In this episode, I am interviewing B. Sedgwick. She is an author, and she's also a mentor. She mentors people out of angst and overwhelm to calm and ease. I personally found her presence on the podcast to be very calming. Um, We talk about her backstory, of course, and then we get into her work with Spirit Moxie. All links are in the bio. And she dropped some gems. I hope you enjoy it. I surely did. All right. Today, we are here with B. Sedgwick. Hi, B. How are you doing today? I'm fabulous. I'm so glad to be here. Thank you for having me. I love the word fabulous. <laughs> I'm, I'm happy to have you. So can you tell my listeners just who you are, just to get a sense? I'm, 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 I always have trouble with that, that question because I never know what people want to know. Mm. So right now I'd say I'm an adventurer. Mm. I love possibility um, and creativity. Technically, I'm a writer who also does, um, helps mentor people into a place of presence where they can find calm and ease and more productivity. Mm. Um, But that's pretty recent that I can claim that piece. Mm -hmm. Um, But the writing's been going a while, and that's, I think, part of the story we're telling here. All right. Uh, A fellow writer. Um, I love it. So you're on the show, Thanks Divorce. Could you tell us about your divorce profile that could include whatever you're comfortable with of the following? Uh, How long ago you were married? How long was the marriage? Were you at home? Were you working? Do you have children? Uh, Who initiated? Just just to get a sense of who you are in your own journey. Well... It actually happened, what I'll say is a zillion years ago, because we don't want me to know something. But it was a, a very real marriage mm-hmm. and a very real time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was married at 21, mm. and um, we were married for 13 years. And that took us from New York to Alaska and back again. Mm. Um, so we had some really great adventures. We have two children, two boys, mm-hmm. now men. Yeah. Um, And I I was one of these people that really thought marriage was forever. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I I was in it with that peace. And, but more, I was more concerned that I'd be my best person and he'd be best person. And I don't think I was worried enough about us. Mm. He thinks I wasn't really maybe worried enough about him. But the short version is, is it became real clear he didn't really want to be married to me anymore. Okay. I was the person who actually initiated leaving. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was really interesting. Uh, the, the few months after I left, we were both in New York, and my older one was in summer camp, and I went to see him. You know, bought a car as you do in New York, mm-hmm. and um, and he was so happy. 
which made me really see how much the tension that we were creating as a couple mm-hmm. was impacting the children. And so that was a, an interesting, interesting piece. Wow. I, I'm pretty sure, well, personally, I, I happen to think there's always culpability on both sides. And when he was saying that I really, really wasn't paying enough attention and listening enough to him, I think that was probably true. Mm-hmm. But, um, I mean, we could do facts. He fell in love with somebody else. Uh, but it wasn't, that wasn't the reason. It was that he so just clearly didn't want to be with me anymore. Right, right. Yeah. That's clear. I understand that. So we did the separation thing. If you were looking at the legal things, we did the separation thing because I didn't care. Mm-hmm. And, and then he wanted to get married again, so then he paid for the divorce. I paid for the separation. Right. Okay. That sounds kind of amicable if we if we both agree. Oh, we're still we're friends on Facebook. And yeah, I've actually not where he lives now. Thank goodness, because I don't can't imagine me living there. But I've been to his. He's now been married twice, and I met both of them. And you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Huh? I give you a good example. Um, we were at an event, and um, I was with his current wife. And she was carting me around and his life. So like, how do we introduce you to people? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so she finally, and my younger son was living with him. His name's Andrew. And he went up to, um, she went to this group of people and said, this is Andrew's mother. And you could just sort of watch their faces go. Oh. Uh-huh. He said, so do, 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 do you um, tell stories about him? And and we looked at each other and said, all the time. You know, so it's, it's so, there's a, a possibility of a real being amicable there. That wasn't possible with the second wife, but it is with this one. Yeah. And um, that was a real wicked stepmother. I want you to know they don't just happen in, story, in fairy tales. That was exciting. But anyway, um, yeah, no, the, the, the divorce really is a sort of an integral to a lot of who I am and what I am, but the actual base of it was mm-hmm. a while ago. Right. Okay. You were, I said 13 years, right? Because I was in another relationship, and it was very important that it lasted more than 13 years. I totally get that, too. All right, so you end years ago, you move on, um, but it also it definitely had an impact on who you are as a person today. Mm-hmm. Uh, could you talk more about how it's impacted you and maybe how it's uh, affected or impacted the work that you're doing now? Well, one of the things... One of the things, because I, I think we talked a little bit about what you would say to someone going through this, other than the fact that it's okay to be miserable. Mm-hmm. But, um, I mean, it really is. You can't fight that one. But I, it taught me, one, that it really mattered what I looked like okay. as a woman, because all of a sudden I was single. I'd never been single. Mm-hmm. So it mattered, like, that that part, it, I, it, I owed it to the world, so to speak, to care about what I what I looked like. Your physical appearance you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Okay. Physical appearance. Okay. And from that I started getting into some national organization work mm-hmm. which has fed me up well, I mean there's still people that would know me nationally in certain circles. So mm-hmm. um, and that never would I don't think would have happened if I'd stayed married. Oh. How so? Because 
I would have been supporting his job and his career. There were things I was doing on my own, uh-huh. but they would have been been um, anchored around um, where he was located. Ah, yes, yes, yes. I understand. And so, I mean, I, I could be wrong. I mean, stories evolve as they evolve. It could, I mean, it could have, it could have ended up fabulous, right. as I said the other thing. But, <laughs> it's, um, um, but I can't see that as a pathway, just yeah. knowing, you know, who he's around and what he's doing. Right, right. All right. So I, I've, you know, before this interview, we've exchanged back and forth and I've, you know, looked at your website mm-hmm. and seeing what you're up to now. Could you mm-hmm. tell us more about Spirit Moxie, specifically the part about where you say the little things that can change the world um, right. and, and what, what you're doing there and some examples of these little things? Well, Spirit Moxie came, um, the, the second 13-year relationship, we were still really, really close and he died from cancer. But, but through that, I decided what the only skill base that was mine and didn't belong to somebody else's. Mm-hmm because I was doing things other people expected me to do, Yes, um, was right. Mm. And I ended up thinking, like, you know, if only everybody just smiled, oh. I mean, wouldn't the world be a better place? And I ended up with, like, a hundred of these on note cards, and I was going to write this witty and clever book, and mm-hmm. the witty and clever book didn't happen. But after my partner died, um, I was talking to somebody and we came up with the word spirit moxie and the idea that these were very, very concrete things Mm -hmm. that people could use and I could write about one way or another. And that's how spirit moxie was born. So smiling is an example. Okay. Um, The things about um, being willing to try things that are new. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe a good one, for people going through divorces to be willing to be wrong. Yeah, yeah, that's big. And they're concrete things like vote. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I just wrote a piece on wearing a mask, which I never was part of the original 100. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's definitely more relevant today. In these, but these it's times. one of the things that, you know, speaks to right now. Mm-hmm. Um, there's... Um, a combination of things about taking care of yourself. Yeah. Like, maybe a big one is also to learn to love your body, which people have real hard time with. And that actually changes the people around you. I mean, some of these things sound selfish, Mm. like washing your hands, which I wrote about long before COVID. Uh And um, I did. And um, brushing your teeth or sleep. Yeah. And all those things actually are little things that change. They sound like they're changing you, but they're actually impacting. They all have a ripple effect. Mm-hmm. But there's, then there's the concrete stuff everybody thinks of, like not littering or yeah. be litter-free, as I put it. And the let people in was one that some... I get people to come in, and they were just talking about people that, like, fight for space either in lines or when they're driving. Yeah. And letting people in is actually something that... Helps things go more smoothly. Yeah, like that one specifically, letting people in um, physically, like literally, and also mm-hmm. like emotionally, like letting people into your life, your like your life. Yep, uh, exactly. Yeah. Um, I I did a book that tried to explain all this, and one of the things in there was what we came up with the be litter free one, mm-hmm. and we were talking about in the car, 
And they were getting all excited because they started talking about the way we litter each other ah, with expectations uh-huh, and ideas yeah. and where you're going. Yes. And I hadn't thought about it. <laughs> and we said, you can't really wait to read about it. I was thinking like, oh, oh. Okay. Yeah, yeah. People's interpretations can take it anywhere, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I love that with the let people, the let people in thing too. That's a, that's a vulnerability place. I mean, mm-hmm. to like know where your lines are and your shields are, mm-hmm. but also to have that kind of availability. It's pretty. It's it's a good dance. One of the key things, and, and one of the things I've noticed about spirit moxies, I come up with something, and then like. Two or three years later, everybody's talking about it. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they get it from me. Yeah, it's yeah. just whatever that common underground connection that we do with ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, when I started this, the whole idea of little things changing the world was brand new. Mm-hmm. And now you run into it a lot of places. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyway, the big thing right now is gratitude. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's called thanks divorce. <laughs> That's gratitude. Thanks divorce. <laughs> and if you, the more you can live in that space... Yes. The more, the happier you are, for one thing. There's studies that do that, mm-hmm. and actually, it actually starts. It seems like it starts changing things around you. Yes, yeah. The there's there's a quote around like when you change the things you see, the things around you change, or something. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm butchering yeah. it, but it's basically saying like mm-hmm. if you're changing your lens through which you see things, then the the things you see change. I hope that makes sense, but. Yeah, that's definitely a, a big one. Uh, gratitude for a lot of people. And also sometimes hard to grasp if you're having a tough time in life and hard, and hard to like have there, sight there, of. There's exercises you can do to start changing, changing yourself. <laughs> Some of it might just be thanking people. Mm-hmm. You know, write a note once a day to somebody on an email and say, you know, thank you for supporting me through this shit. You know, it's yeah, like, yeah. or it could be the what the basic pattern I did for a long time was in the morning before I got out of bed, I'd come up with five things from the day before. Mm. I mean, it could just be the fact that you ate something. I mean, we don't, we're not talking profound here. Yeah, yeah. That you woke up. Yes, that, uh, that you have air to breathe and water to drink and that your limbs are moving and that your brain can function with sanity the quote-unquote little things, you know, or that the, mm-hmm. the fact that your cells are doing what they're supposed to do inside your body. Actually, I think of those as big things. I mean, they I, are. I, like, I, challenge, I challenge people to get to little things. Yeah. And the very, very best example, which maybe isn't the best example for some of you guys listening, is um, she said, well, my husband just winked at me. Oh, see? <laughs> and that was her, her example of a little thing, and I thought, yeah. Yeah. yeah, he was across the room talking to somebody else when mm-hmm. we were talking. Mm-hmm. Sweet moments. Sweet um, moments. Yeah, so focusing on gratitude. So as someone who has been through a divorce, grown, learned all the things, and implementing some of those big things into your, mm-hmm. your work now, do you have any advice for women going through a divorce or have been through it just at any stage that they might be in? Well, as I said, it's sort of like any kind of grief. Mm-hmm. You've got to know that no matter what people tell you, yours will be different. Mm-hmm. It'll be your pattern and your place, and there's nothing wrong about anything you're saying or doing. Yeah. But 
part of it is is to focus more on you, I think. That you're the person to take care of, you're the person to grow, you're the person to embrace the little things. Mm-hmm. You're the person to learn, you're the only person that can learn to live in the moment where everything can happen. Right. That's huge. That's, that's, I think I'm going to use that as a quote for this episode. Um, because that's, I think, as women, or if you are or are not a mom, I think as women, we tend to think of our own care as sometimes selfish. And mm-hmm. it's not, um, it's actually vital for moving forward. I mean, I said love your body was one of the things, but another thing that's a little thing is care of your body. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's 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 a fabulous instrument you have there, and yeah, it's doing magical things every single day. <laughs> every second, um, every nanosecond. Yeah, as there's worlds. Have ever seen a picture of a cell? It's like you know, yeah, it's like this whole universe mm-hmm. in one cell. In one cell, and we have millions of them. Yeah. Um, yeah, and and as of people who may be going through divorce, um, understanding that, like as you said, the part about your grief is your own, so it might look different or it might just be its own thing. You don't have to look left or right, up or down or anywhere, because that it's it is your journey and no one else's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally connect with that. So yeah, I, I also saw on your website that you mentor people. Is that mm-hmm. a service that you provide? I like that word because I, 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 I really sort of a little bit tell people rather than just coach them. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but um, part of my journey was that I always felt like I was doing things because of other people. Because of my ex-husband's job, I got to do things. Mm-hmm. Because I was my mother's daughter, I got to do things, et cetera, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Because I'm a woman, I've gotten to do all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. And But that's sort of... But who was I? Who am I? Mm-hmm. And a couple of things happened. I learned that you listen to your body. Yes. And I ended up like falling once and having a very curable cancer once. But between that part, mm-hmm. I got to what I personally am called is to sort of just be, to just be as present as I can, like all the time. Mm-hmm. And that's fun. I mean, often, usually. Yeah. Except when you let yourself get off of it. But who wants this, right? Mm-hmm. And then I realized that from this place, I've written a book. I lived in Thailand for a while. I um, landed in a perfect place in COVID. I actually, somehow the Facebook likes on my Facebook Spirit Moxie page grew by 5,000%. Okay. I mean, I know. Yeah. Um, I mean, there was all these different pieces that were part of that. And I thought, well, people want that. They want to actually do, mm-hmm. even if they don't think they're like doing anything. Yeah. They actually do without doing Produce without doing, I guess is a better way of putting it. And I realized that I can teach that. Mm-hmm. Those are tools. It's not any magic yeah. kind of spiritual training thing, although those things are great and I often do them, but there actually are concrete tools you can do to learn to be more present and actually have calmies, productivity, mm-hmm. presence, purpose. Wow. And that's, that's anyone, men or women or... Yep. Okay. Divorced or not divorced. Divorced or not divorced. Yeah, <laughs> um, that's that's incredible that you're you're doing that. Do you have any examples or success stories of like 
how you go from, you know, client who has, let's say they're coming in, not with an issue, but like just wanting some support in some area of their life. Well, there's a couple of people that just hang around me once in a while because they went calm. All of a sudden they just need calm. Oh, okay. Um, a concrete story, as I can give you, is someone I worked with um, is a nurse. Mm-hmm. And um, the thing that nobody, nobody wanted to do was give IVs, give blood, blood transfusions. Okay. I mean, it was just like this big, huge deal. And so we talked about, I don't even know what I said or did. I mean, but we were talking and getting into this place of calm and that things can be easy. Things, you know, that mm. ease is a decision. Mm-hmm. It's a choice. Yes. And she came back the next week and she was saying, or two weeks, we do two weeks. She says, it's so easy. I just go in there and I do it and I'm volunteering now. And it's just this <laughs> no-brainer thing that we just do. Yeah. So I'll give you that as an example if that helps. Oh, that that is wonderful. And what I love about it is that uh, it's practical. Sometimes you just need to hear something. It doesn't have to be profound or like something that you get tattooed on your body. But it's just a simple <clears throat> It's just a simple nudge in a direction that can help transform something for you. Like a light switch can go off and it can just be that easy. Um, mm-hmm. I love how you said that some people just like to sit by you in, for peace. Oh, I, I, seriously. I'm, I, I'm part of, this has been a COVID thing and I'm part yeah. of this um, business group. Okay. And every once in a while this one person comes. Actually, we actually have like a 20 minute video on the Facebook page and on YouTube that where we talk about calm, mm-hmm. but it's like, she just like, every once in a while, she just needs it. I mean, it's just sort of like, oh. well, we do it. There's yeah. a once a month thing we do too. Okay. That's a half an hour at the beginning of the month. Mm-hmm. First Tuesday of every month free. And all we do is sit and, and train calm. That's fantastic. And, and useful at, in these times. Somehow it gives me a visual of a tree. Like sometimes you just go sit by a tree and you feel better? Oh, why are you covering your mouth? <laughs> I've got a new book coming out. Okay. <laughs> it's just for fun. It's a fun book. It's not, I, I, it's, and since it's poetry, it's sort of like it's probably really not very good. But anyway, it's poetry and pictures, and it's called Talking to Trees Through Poetry and Pictures. Yeah, yeah. yes. <laughs> so there you go, a tree. <laughs> a tree. Like, I, I personally will go outside specifically to go sit by a tree and I wait. Like, I'll walk through this park and see which one mm-hmm. is calling me. And I just mm-hmm. go and sit by it. And I either feel calm or I am awaiting a message to come through uh, to see what this tree has to offer me today. Wow. Yeah. That's exactly what I talk about a little bit. Not in those words, but yes. Yeah, it also sounds like that's that's who you are to people, <laughs> to some people. <laughs> that, I hope so. That's a that's a special a special gift, I'd say. So you have so there's a website where people can find you. There's also a Facebook group. Is that something that there is a Facebook group that I need to get want to get more people and I'll give you the name of it and you could people could search it. It's called Moxie Movers Agents for Change. But there's also a Spirit Moxie Facebook page that you can just like and that'll get you things uh-huh. on the website there's a place where it says stay in touch mm-hmm. name email you get a cheat sheet for changing the world and mm-hmm. you get maybe one email a month maybe two now because i don't let people know when the corner comes happening but it's not one of those five emails every day because yeah. i'm telling you how fabulous i am 
<laughs> Nobody wants that clogging up their email boxes. Mm -hmm. um, no, it's, it's almost never. Yeah. But it's good stuff. All right, so we got your website and all the links and how to get to where we need to find yeah, it's you. Instagram too. Instagram, Instagram too. is Spirit Moxie. Instagram okay. is Spirit Moxie. Okay, I'll Spirit be able. Moxie, Facebook. Yep. I'll, I'll I'll be able to definitely tag Spirit Moxie when I post about this episode on Instagram, um, mm -hmm. and then everything will be in the show notes as well on wherever okay. you listen to your podcast. And so, last but not least, I'm going to ask you to finish the sentence. Thanks, divorce for you can. Thanks so much for for freeing me to be who I am today, because mm -hmm. there's no way I'd be a person talking to you if I were still divorced, I mean, still married. I'd be living in a retirement community in North Carolina, apparently, which is not exactly where I want to be. Right. Okay. I, I love that. Divorce can offer freedom, is what I'm hearing. Mm -hmm. Yes. It does. Yes. It does. I, I firmly agree. So thank you, B. Thank you so much for coming on this show. And thank you, everyone, for listening. This has been another episode of Thanks Divorce, and I will see you again next week. Take care. Bye.